Get ready to be inspired by the great things happening in rural education. The Rural Scoop will bring you new ideas and innovative solutions, will dive into education issues, and will highlight what's working in your rural communities. You will hear from a variety of educators, administrators, professionals, and others who will provide relevant and engaging content in each episode. And now, serving up the scoop, here's your host, Dr. Melissa Sadorf. Thank you, Rural Scoop listeners, for tuning in for part of a series of interviews that gives us a chance to get to know our Arizona County School Superintendents. Today, we'll be talking with Tom Tyree, the Superintendent of Schools in Yuma County. I'm really looking forward to hearing about his county and learning about the educational opportunities for students in that part of the state. Tom, are you ready to give us the scoop? I hope so. Thank you, Melissa, for having me on. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Before we get started with questions, can you give our listeners a bit of information about you and your background? Okay, I'm happy to. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm tooting my horn too much here. But, uh, you know, actually I've been been an educator for 48 years now and uh, began as, uh, as a teacher and then a head basketball coach and uh, building and central office administrator in school districts in Yuma and Mesa, Arizona. And in August of 2003, I was appointed uh, the Yuma County Superintendent of Schools and have since been elected to that position in 2004, 2008, 2012, and again in 2016. And it is my intention to run once more in, in 2020. Wow. Uh, some of my activities, um, I, I was appointed to the Arizona State Board of Education by Governor Brewer back in April 2010 and served five years on the board, uh, two as president and two as vice president of the boards, and um, also served as the uh, state's county school superintendent association president and have served as a trustee on our Yuma Regional Medical Center, our hospital, serving as vice chair, uh, chair of the Western Arizona Council of Governments, uh, board member and executive officer of the Arizona Risk Retention Trust Board, and a uh, board member and uh, vice chair for education for the Arizona Business Education Coalition. In addition to that, I've uh, been pretty actively involved in, in the University of Arizona alumni activities. I served on the National Alumni Board, also served on the Arizona Western College Board, and uh, am a founding member of what we call the Yuma Education Advocacy Council, which I hope we can talk about a little bit more later. I I pretty much uh, lived my entire life in Yuma. I was uh, born in Phoenix. My family moved there when I was three, and have pretty much lived there with the exception of the time that um, I was uh, selected to be the head basketball coach at Dobson High School in Mesa and then moved back and began, began my career as a, as a school administrator. And I'm um, very proud to be married to my wife, uh, Mara Vitalins Tyree, who is, uh, was a former Miss Yuma County. And we have two children, uh, Tiffany and Ryan, who are both educators. That's fantastic. So you bring a lot of knowledge, background, and longevity to your position. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah, I think one of the nice things is is uh, during my time 
in Yuma County, I have worked in the three largest school districts in the county. I started off as a teacher at, in the Yuma Union High School District. I started teaching at uh, Yuma High School, which is uh, the high school that I graduated from. And when I uh, moved back to Yuma uh, from Mesa, I, uh, my administrative career started in the Crane School, uh, public schools, and uh, I also uh, then uh, moved over and worked in Yuma Elementary One as a building administrator there and also as a central office administrator. So I think it's been very helpful to have worked in all three districts and have lived here for pretty much all my life. So speaking of that, many Arizonans may not know what a county school superintendent does once you're elected into office. Can you describe your roles and responsibilities as it relates to that position? Oh, I'll try to, although I, I would say this, and I think there are some things that, uh, you know, as, as you know, there are 15 counties in the state of Arizona, and I, I think there are some some things that we all do the same uh, as, as it relates to the, uh, you know, to our statutory duties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say uh, beyond that, it um, it is really becomes a job that you would probably see very, very uh, considerably from one county to another. I think all of our county superintendents try to be uh, very service oriented. And I think the needs of our counties, the uh, the makeup of the counties, the kind of the size of the schools we have, those types of things vary quite a bit. But that's a, that's a great question. And I remember a long time ago when I first was appointed county superintendent and, you know, in Yuma, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was in the newspaper that I had been appointed. And I remember right after the article came out in the paper and uh, my wife and I were walking out from church and the pastor was there, like most pastors are, shaking hands with people as they come out of the service. And mm-hmm. he looked at me and said, Tom, what does a county superintendent do? So <laughs> uh, I, I have, I've tried to always try to keep that in mind because uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people don't really know what we do. I think sometimes they think that if you're the county superintendent, you're the uh, king of all superintendents, which is not the case because our school superintendents work for the respective governing boards, as I know you know. And yes. uh, the other thing is, is that um, uh, we, you know, once again, uh, what we do varies, uh, you know, so much from county to county. So uh, I would say that, uh, first of all, that, uh, you know, some of the the kind of more traditional types of of uh, duties that a county superintendent performs are, first of all, uh, traditionally and for a long time, we have served as a fiscal agent for a lot of our school districts. Uh, we process expense and payroll checks. Uh, we reconcile cash balances with our county treasurer's office, and uh, we uh, also involve the calc- calculating tax rates based upon uh, district budgets and property values, among some other kinds of, you know, of, of uh, duties as it relates to being a fiscal agent. Uh, we um, uh, serve as uh, as program administrators. Uh, I think most of us uh, have uh, some oversight responsibilities as it re- relates to jail education and juvenile detention education programs. We um, provide budget uh, override elections or oversight for those and help conduct those uh, school board elections or uh, bond elections. 
And uh, if uh, a, um, and a vacancy occurs on governing boards, this, you know, the uh, statutes provide that there are different ways to fill that board. But I think in most cases, in order to save school districts money uh, as far as uh, having to have an election, uh, typically uh, county superintendents appoint vac- you know, board uh, members or, or make appointments to, you know, to fill vacancies on school board uh, school boards and uh, including not only our schools but uh, districts but also uh, even the, uh, the community college as well. Mm-hmm. And then we provide uh, I think uh, uh, oversight or assistance in putting on uh, I guess what I would call special events in our, in our respective counties. Uh, we uh, uh, you know everybody probably familiar with the spelling bees that are held in counties. So we uh, uh, also have a, uh, something I'm very proud of our, what we call our science and engineering expo, which is a kind of a fancy way of saying uh, our science fair, but we really have boosted that up and have incorporated a lot of technology in it. And uh, also I work uh, very closely with uh, our Ed Foundations group in Yuma County to put on a teacher of the year banquet where we uh, uh, have a, uh, a hall of fame and we uh, induct certain uh, community members or people who have gone to school in Yuma and made their mark in the world, as well as selecting category winners and the uh, county uh, teacher of the year for Yuma County. It's, uh, I think, probably one of the largest uh, uh, events you know, in the state I will have uh, consistently over 800 people who will attend that banquet. Wow. And, and I, so it, it's, I've been to the state uh, uh, teacher of the year uh, uh, banquet uh, and, and the number of people we have at ours, uh, I think exceed that. And then finally something that's uh, not brand new, but a little bit more recent is that we are what are referred to as education service agencies. And due to some legislation that was passed, a little bit before the time I came into office, uh, we now uh, have the ability to uh, to go out and write and administer grants for special programs. And so that has allowed us to, uh, I think, do some really neat things for, uh, for our, our districts in Yuma County. So we just heard about you and your responsibilities as county school superintendent, but can you introduce us to Yuma County? What are some of the things that make it unique? You bet. And I think Yuma County is unique. Uh, I always tell people that if my wife and I wanted to live somewhere else, we could, and we choose to live here because we love Yuma and Yuma County. Uh, Yuma County uh, has a population of a little over 200,000 people. Uh, that, that number swells in the, in the wintertime because we are a, a destination for winter visitors from all over the country and, and Canada. And so uh, we probably uh, increase in size by maybe 100 to 150,000 people, believe it or not, uh, during mm. the, the winter months. We are uh, an agriculture-based uh, community. Uh, we uh, have our, our ag industry probably uh, uh, produces about, uh, I would say, about $3 billion in, wow. uh, in ag goods. Uh, we also have two military bases here, and uh, uh, we uh, 
are actually, although I think sometimes we're viewed as being a rural area, uh, and I, I suspect that anybody that doesn't live in either Maricopa or Pima County probably has that tag placed on them. Mm-hmm. But Yuma is, uh, is actually the lar- third largest metropolitan area in the state of Arizona. So, you know, speaking of that, public schools in what is considered to be a rural county, they can vary quite a bit from big to small and from well-resourced to impoverished. What does that spectrum look like in Yuma County? Introduce us to your districts. Okay. The, um, yeah, and, and Yuma does have quite a, quite a range. We have uh, nine school districts in Yuma County as well as a CTED, and I'm very proud of the fact that we now have that Yuma County was the last uh, county in the state of Arizona to actually have its voters uh, vote to approve that. And, uh, you know, but our voters, uh, once we introduced the concept, really got on board. And I believe that our passage rate um, compared to all of the other counties in the state of Arizona had the highest passage rate. So I'm really, really pleased with that. So those nine school districts and the one CTED, the seven of the regular school districts are K-8 school districts. And then we have two high school districts. So we do not have a unified uh, district in Yuma County. And uh, that amounts to about 40,000 students. Uh, We have uh, uh, five districts that probably range in size from five to 10,000 students. But at the other end of the spectrum, we have four school districts out in the, in the eastern part of the county that range in size from probably 350 to maybe 150 students. All of the counties in Arizona have rural schools. What does rural education look like in Yuma County? Well, uh, I would say that, first of all, as far as our uh, districts are concerned. Uh, one of the things that I would would say about all of our districts and their school superintendents and other personnel is that we're very collaborative. Uh, we meet uh, together every month, uh, and uh, I, I see a, a great uh, deal of collaboration that takes place. In addition to the school districts and the CTED being there, our community college president uh, attends as well as the, uh, the academic leads for the University of Arizona, Northern Arizona University, and Arizona State University. So we all get together and in one room. We also have a military liaison that meets with us. And so I think together we have a pretty good idea or grasp of what's going on in the, uh, in the county, especially as it relates to issues uh, related uh, to education. Uh, the uh, Larger districts, uh, because they are larger, uh, have, I think, more resources and more, more personnel. Uh, as uh, those who are listening are aware of in smaller school districts, our administrators in those districts uh, wear many hats. So mm-hmm. you are the superintendent. You are the principal of the school. Uh, you know, sometimes you drive the bus. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so true. That, that's, just, uh, that's just what rural uh, school districts do, but the the quality of the people that run our districts uh, and the kind of people there are, they're just they're just great people, and, and do a, uh, just an outstanding job of educating the students in Yuma County. Um, looking at the schools in your county, what challenges do they face, and how have they overcome those? 
Well, I, th- I think, first of all, the, the challenge that we face in Yuma County is the same one that you see uh, all over the, the state of Arizona. And that is, is that uh, uh, we, uh, uh, you know, we, we need more resources, more funding, especially a stable source of funding for education in Arizona. The, the picture has brightened a little bit. Our, uh, our teachers' salaries have gone up some. Um, but uh, I, we still have a long ways to go. Uh, uh, another, uh, I think, aspect of being a rural county sometimes has to do with, with technology and our ability to access it. The, uh, you know, the technology, the, the uh, Internet, those types of things have the ability to kind of kind of uh, level a playing field, if you will, a little bit as it relates to education and, and gives our school districts and students an opportunity to have access uh, you know, to learning because of, of the internet and, and things that the uh, technology provides us. But as is usually the case, uh, the people who need uh, technology the most are sometimes the ones who have least access to it. So the, uh, if you look at the larger districts right here in Yuma County, uh, you know, every one of their our school, uh, excuse me, every one of our students in Yuma County has an, has an individual device. And so that means that, you know, they have the advantage of using those to assist in, the, in their learning. Uh, one of the things that's really important, though, is that uh, not only do you have those devices available to you during the daytime while you're at school, but that you also have it at home at night. And, and what we have is we have certain places in the county where students just can't hook up. And so they don't have the access to technology that uh, probably other parts of the states do that are, you know, larger in size in the, in the metropolitan areas. So that, I think that's, uh, that's always been a challenge. It's something that we've been working on, and it's a, something that's not only a challenge for education in Yuma County, but for the other sectors of our economy as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the smaller schools, especially their administrators have to wear a lot of different hats. And so a lot of the, uh, the things that small districts do are pretty much uh, uh, done uh, by a single person. So they may be responsible for, uh, you know, for the, the business part of their their district, uh, and, and do not have maybe the assistance sometimes there, and 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 are and have the uh, the access to people who have specific skills in some of those other areas. So, mm-hmm. although I, I think probably if you want to get a good foundation, you know, start as a superintendent of a small school district, you're going to learn everything. Yeah, that's and true. As once again, I know you know Melissa, and as a result. Uh, and maybe as you move to you know a larger school district, it's going to be put you in a better position maybe to know a lot of the different roles that a superintendent needs to uh, to play. Well, it definitely gives you a more holistic view of what's going on when you have to be a generalist. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so that I, I think that's that's sort of the good and the bad of it sometimes because uh, you know you, there's that there's some of the things that, uh, you know, that you can draw on from a large school district uh, as it relates to maybe having somebody who's very well versed in special education or once again, 
very uh, uh, very well versed in you know school finance or whatever. And so you've got to do all of that. And if you're in a smaller school district, and uh, whereas if you're in a larger district, you you have people who can assist you in doing that. You mentioned that your um, office has an ESA, an educational service agency. What types of programming do you offer through that agency? Well, uh, you know, the uh, one of the things that I, I, I referred to, uh, uh, you know, to technology earlier, our county had a, a, a great partnership with Cisco Technologies. And uh, the result of that, and and, and part of, and, and to be a part of that, we had to be able to write a grant uh, to make user access it. But through that grant and our partnership with Cisco, uh, we first of all obtained uh, quite a bit of of technology, uh, the hardware, if you will, and we had a uh, a process where we distributed it across the entire county. And so uh, we had telepresence that was made available to our school districts. And then uh, the, uh, the other part of that then actually, because that, you know, hardware doesn't take very long uh, to become outdated. Mm-hmm. But we also had access to a lot of uh, great uh, uh, licensing and had the ability to uh, bring in certain educational programs as it relates to technology uh, uh, so, uh, you know, if we were not an ESA, we would not have been able to do that. Uh, more recently, Yuma County has participated with their, the governor's office in the Healthy Schools, Healthy Families uh, program. We, I think we've done that for about the last three years. And so we uh, have been able to, uh, to bring uh, uh, not only students, but parents into our schools after hours to work on, uh, first of all, parent and student working together, and secondly, trying to work towards doing some things to keep our our students healthier and to help them uh, with the assistance of their parents make better choices in their lives. You mentioned the Yuma Advocacy Council. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that, that, that is something that, that I'm extremely proud of uh, about I would say about two and a half to three years ago, uh, uh, two or three other people in our community and myself uh, met in my office and uh, sat down to kind of create what we thought was something that was really important in Yuma County, which was to try to, to create a network or a council of people who would be champions for us as relates to education with our with our community, our legislators, uh, business, etc. Um, you know, it's, it's been my con- and and, it, and we do have some education representation on it, including myself. But we intentionally uh, tried to create a council that was made up of community and business leaders. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes if you have a council or a group that is made up of quite a few educators and you advocate for uh, issues that are related to education, whether it be uh, you know, policy change, uh, uh, you know, financing, uh, or providing resources to education. If you do that, then it, it appears, unfortunately, to be somewhat uh, you know, uh, self-supporting or uh, you know, something that, that would, of course you do that, you're an educator. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, it's once again, it's my belief that we need people to be champions for us. So what we did was uh, sit down and tried to create a list that was very representative of the county geographically that uh, uh, was kind of a, I think what I would consider to be kind of a who's who's list of people that you would want to have on any uh, community council. And, uh, and then we uh, created this great partnership with Expect More Arizona. And what we do is we meet uh, four or five times a year and, uh, and we talk about uh, education policy. We talk about the roadmap that, uh, that Expect More uh, refers to all the time. Mm-hmm. Do, do things to, to improve education in Yuma County and in the state. Uh, the other thing is this, is that uh, Yuma County, uh, as we sort of alluded to earlier, because we are down in the very southwestern uh, corner of the state of Arizona, in some respects, that, that takes us a little bit more out of the mainstream. And I, I believe that's very important that we do a better job of in, informing our community of what's going on in the state of Arizona, especially as it relates to education, as it relates to public policy and our legislature. I also believe and that's really important for the rest of the state to know what Yuma County's doing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what, uh, what our council does is it strives to do that. Uh, we were the first uh, uh, council like that created in Arizona. And uh, with, once again, with our partnership with Expect More Arizona, and the idea is or was to, uh, to sort of serve as a model for potentially other communities in the state. And I think we're making some success in that area. I, I think we are uh, seeing that take place down in Cochise County as an example. Um, I was talking to some people from Expect More the other day, and they were telling me that, uh, that up in the Sholo area, part of the state, that they were uh, getting close to having a council put together. So I think we're starting to see uh, councils like that that will start to, to prop up. And once again, uh, the idea is to have an opportunity to really advocate for quality education in the state of Arizona. What other successes have you had during your time in office? And you've had a lot of years to be able to do a lot of things. What's been successful besides the council? You know, uh, I, you know, first of all, going back to the, in fact, one of the things I did in, in sort of preparation for this interview today, I actually went back and looked at some notes that I put together a long time ago, back in 2004, when I first went before a group of precinct committee people to ask them to forward my name to our county board of supervisors for me to fill the vacant uh, position that was open in, in Yuma County. And uh, I looked at the things that, uh, that I said that I would, uh, that, you know, were my goals and what I'd like to do. And I would say that I've been very consistent with that. One of the things that I, I talked about was simply raising the profile of the Yuma County Superintendent Schools, and then also working with uh, my fellow county superintendents to raise the overall profile for county superintendents in the state, with the idea being that we could do some things to work with our school districts to, uh, to you know, to increase the quality of education in the state. So I would say, first of all, generally, 
I think we've been pretty successful in doing that. Uh, I would say that uh, uh, one of the things I've been able to do because of my background, especially administratively, is that I've been able to serve as sort of an informal um, person to uh, to assist with uh, with our school administrators and trying to help them sometimes in dealing with the questions that they have. I've got a real strong HR background. Uh, one of my jobs was to be the assistant superintendent for HR. I was also very involved with policy uh, development in, in one of the districts I, I worked in. And so I think that's helped me to help our our superintendents a little bit. We have a great relationship with uh, our superintendents. Uh, going back to what a county superintendent does, I, I I remember saying a long time ago, and I believe this firmly, it's really important to know what a county superintendent does, but it's also important to know what a county superintendent doesn't do. So <laughs> I don't stick my na- nose into people's business unless they ask me to assist them. And if they do, I, I'm very happy to do that. So I think that uh, equates to a really great relationship between our office and the school districts in, in Yuma County. Uh, I genuinely enjoy working with and like the superintendents we have in the county. And I, I hope that they feel the same way about me. As we look ahead, what do you see happening with education within Yuma County in the next couple of years or next year? Do you have any goals for your office or your schools that you can share with us? Yeah, I, I would say uh, two things primarily, and there are things we already talked about a little bit. One is to uh, continue to advocate more strongly for quality education in Yuma County. Uh, one of the things that that uh, and I, I did I talked about it a little bit in my in sharing with you my bio, but I, I serve on a lot of different boards within Yuma County as well as on the state level, and uh, that puts me in a position to first of all uh, be able to bring back to Yuma County a lot of the things I learn as I participate in those meetings. So. Uh, sharing information is really important, and uh, and advocating once again for education in this state and in our community is is really important. I also believe that what goes hand in hand with that is to make sure that we have we meaning education has uh, have very strong ties with our business community. You know that uh, that mm-hmm. relationship. It's not always been a necessarily a friendly one. It's been tenuous at times. And uh, what I have seen and worked real hard for, as I know my colleagues do as well, is uh, the idea that we need uh, to work together. And I think business and the community is really starting to get it, Melissa, that, you know, that the... uh, the success that business and community is going to experience, our ability as a community to to uh, draw different uh, businesses uh, to Yuma County, to sell them on the idea that this is a great place to live and to work, uh, goes hand in hand with education. And I, as I said, I think we are really starting to get that. They realize that uh, a strong education system in Yuma County is very much to their benefit and then vice versa. So uh, we've worked really hard to do that. One of the one of the other programs that we are really, really starting to take off here in Yuma County 
is the Arizona Business Education Coalition Middle Schools Exploration Project that we've got going here. And, and essentially what we have is we have, uh, we're now starting to do career and technical education, especially as, as it relates to clear, uh, career exploration in our middle schools. Uh, you know, all the data says we need to start earlier uh, in an area that primarily has been the domain, I think, of our secondary schools. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there are some really important aspects of that, but I think one of the most important components of that program is that we partner with uh, uh, community businesses and they come into our schools to serve as a partner with us in, in developing programs. So we have uh, some construction trades partners from some of the uh, large uh, 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 construction companies in Yuma County. Uh, we are doing some stuff with our, you know, in, in uh, financial literacy. Uh, we're doing stuff now with agriculture. And one of our middle schools uh, is, is in the process now. What it's going to do with its construction partner is to, first of all, construct or build a hydroponics farm. And so we will have not only the Really have our students work on construction, and when I say construction, I'm, it it's comes. To, it's a lot more than just pounding nails and sawing boards. It's it's learning about how you use the math and the science and literacy and coming up, uh, putting together a project like that, which uh, our construction companies uh, need to be able to do successfully if, if they're going to stay in business. So our students are learning those. Uh, those those uh, components of construction, but in this case, because of, of the hydroponics that's involved, they also are going to have a very strong uh, partnership with agriculture in Yuma County, which once again, uh, agriculture being as important it is as, as it is in Yuma County, it's very important that we produce students who understand that there are an awful lot of careers out there uh, in agriculture, and agriculture is more than just you know jumping on a uh, tractor and and you know working out in the middle of a field. So uh, that uh, that is something that I will continue to focus on and continue continue to try to build those partnerships in Yuma County. Tom, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about that you'd like to tell us about Yuma? Uh, you know, just uh, I, I just think that uh, uh, it's uh, something that you know. I'm a passionate about. I going back to my notes again about the time that I became county superintendent of schools was about the time that I retired, and I, I remember telling people that, and I and I'll, I hope this doesn't sound too hokey, but I remember uh, telling people that that you know instead of having uh, you know to work for a living, it's you know now it's just the opposite. I you know I, I sort of live to work. I mean it. This is. A very enjoyable job because of the uh, community service part of it, and it allows me an opportunity to get out and work in the community that I love and want to live in. And uh, and actually, I, I've done this particular job longer than any any uh, job I've had in education in my entire about almost 48 years now of education. So I I wouldn't uh, have continued to do this if it wasn't something that I didn't think was really important and really enjoyable. And I hope I get to to do it for four more years. 
If anyone wanted to get more information about Yuma County or about your ESA, how would they get in touch with you, Tom? Well, they can, they can always call our office, and I'm glad to talk to anybody at any time. As you can tell, I don't mind talking a bit, do I? <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, our, our office number is 928-373-1006, and just ask for me. I, I come into work every day unless I'm in Phoenix somewhere attending a meeting, usually. Uh, you can also uh, email me at my email address, which is t. Tyree at APSCC.org. And we'll make sure that uh, Tom's contact information is available with the show notes. So you'll be able to access that on the Arizona Rural Schools Association website at azruralschools.org. And then we'll make sure that you have detailed information on how to get in touch with them too. Tom, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today about Yuma County. I really appreciate your time. Uh, Melissa, I, I appreciate the opportunity to do that. member of the Podnuga Network.